Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey friends, if you are looking for ad-free Sense of Soul episodes, you can find them at Sense of Soul Patreon. Become a monthly member at any level. You will also have access to our monthly SOS Sacred Circles, our mini-series, merch, and much more. And it's a great way to help support our podcast so that we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with our enlightened guests from all around the world. Check out our Patreon. Today we have with us Dr. Muzi Shi. He is a world-class scientist with ample experience in different branches of life sciences. Ever since he started, Dr. Shi was fascinated with the mechanisms that can prolong the human lifespan. And through his work, he constantly explored the possibilities to make this happen. And today he's joining us to tell us about his new book, How to Rejuvenate and Live 300 Years and Beyond. Is it possible to live forever? Well, let's ask him. Hello, thanks for being with us. Nice to meet you, Shannon. Yes, you too. Where are you located? I am in Colorado. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, where are you at? I'm in like North Carolina. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. This is a topic that who doesn't think about stuff like this? Yeah, for sure. Sitting around thinking, hmm, I wonder how long I can live. Yes. Yeah. So how did you get into this? That's a very good question. So, I mean, I really get into this when I was like, you know, conducting my PhD at one of the top medical school. And I met this like super cool guy who then become my working partner. He had developed a novel DNA delivery tool, which is just like sending like DNA to different cells. So we think, well, that's so cool. Can use it to like cure disease and other things. So we're thinking about like, what's the best like disease model for us to target on. And then at that time, we we're thinking, well, you know, like we want something big. Think about big disease. What's the like biggest disease that everybody will die for? Unfortunately, that is aging, right? So we were thinking, well, you know, like probably uh, that's uh, the signal of interest. And we were really thinking about like how to find a cure or not find a cure, uh, find, to work, find a workaround so to extend life. So that's the real like origination of this book. It's like, since we have this great tool, we're thinking about how to use it. Both of us were thinking about like, we want to live longer, right? So to solve our own problem, we need to think about, well, you know, there's something that's valid, it's doable, it's achievable. So we're really think hard and deep, of course, for others, but also for ourselves, because we want to solve our own problem because we are getting older and older. So we're thinking, well, you know, what's the best way to, you know, like expand our lifespan and uh, whether it's achievable, what are the like scientific like foundations for it and what we need to achieve to getting, uh, get to live longer. Yeah, basically. My daughter just asked me this last night and she's 10. She said, mom, wonder if oxygen is just poisonous to us, is bad for us. And it takes a hundred years for it to kill us. That's a very good question. Well, I mean, basically you can change oxygen to water and become the same question, right? So yeah, it yes, could, absolutely. But actually, you know, that's a very interesting topic. So you know that if we or an animal was living in pure oxygen, right? Well, you know, like, you know, I have atmosphere is only like 2% oxygen, but if we switch to a hundred percent oxygen, the animal will burn out and because of metabolism, we become so accelerated. So that everything getting so fast, 
and they cannot resist and uh, will die pretty soon. I, I cannot remember whether it's a couple minutes or it's like an hour, but that if you change to living a pure oxygen environment, actually become toxic. Well, That's isn't it interesting that a 10 year old would oh, yeah, say, sure. even, even question something like this, because if you think about it, with the thoughts that are coming from her, her generation, well, wow, I can just see that, you know, if that they're already questioning those kind of things, that this is absolutely possible. <laughs> yeah, she's genius. I think this is a very wonderful question, isn't it? Well, you had talked about how, you know, it could also be, you know, turned into water, which is what I came back to her and said, well, you know, there has been some research that H2O is actually HDO. And that deuterium that is in our water actually does eventually kill us. Well, I mean, there are some like hypotheses and the, like experiments around it, but however, I don't think that there is like, the evidence is not like solid enough to say, hey, that is the only reason. Right. Of course, it could be one of the factors that like, you know, like slowly like making our body like age and like, you know, being destroyed from inside. So... It could yeah. be one of the factors. Yeah, there's a lot of factors against us. For sure. You know, when I think about trying to be healthy, and we've had a lot of people on bringing awareness to things that people never usually think about, like, what are we wearing? What's in our clothes? What, you know, what's in the carpet? You know, the toxins, we have, you know, everything in the food, in the air, the EMFs. We have so many things against us. For that sure. That is yeah. killing us. Yes, living is so hard. I mean, actually, that's uh, like in the first part of the book, more defining that how to live longer. Just talk about like living itself because it's so hard to like survive on this like earth or in this universe, not as human beings, but just as a life form. Think about all the gigantic like extinctions like happening in the past and all like dinosaurs, other animals, the fishes, they died out. Right? And it's like, not us as a human being, but as a life form, as all DNA-based life forms. There are so many like survival and living and struggling to reach like, you know, 2023, you know? So like, just like things happen, it's so hard to live. And it's not mm -hmm. like, we're not talking about like, you know, like things like big changes like COVID or all other like pandemic. We're just about like, you know, like how to keep a healthy lifestyle or metabolism or to just like to live like the maximum of like the natural lifespan. That is just so hard. Yeah. It is. And then when you look at all of the toxins and the things that are against us today, you look back a hundred years, seems like people were lucky to live in their fifties. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So in the like in the middle ages, like the average age for an Englishman was like only 30. So think about this, it's crazy, right? And then this, you yeah, haven't finished, but you know, your school and you haven't paid back all the loans yet, but it's, it's already time. <laughs> so then what that tells me is that stress and mental health probably have a lot to do with us aging. For sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, you look in the biblical times and you have, I think it was like, was it Enoch's son or Noah's son? Noah's son, maybe, you know, 907 years old you know, you, well, sometimes I question like maybe their years were different than ours were. However, they didn't have all of the toxins that we were dealing. Well, we don't yeah, know. Yeah. Who knows? It could be, right? I mean, so like, obviously it happened not only in the Bible, right? It has in all those ancient scripts, there's so many mentioning of like, you know, Asian men who live like hundreds or even thousands of years. 
So unfortunately, right now we cannot just ask them directly, hey, how can you leave that long? But of course, like we mentioned that like people have different living, right? Their, their food are different and their lifestyle is different. And also like it's before that like the food utilization of like natural gas and also like uh, oils, right? So they don't have all those like chemicals exposed to them. Like right now it's unavoidable, right? It's like, if you recall, there's a news, I think it's last week saying that like, like whatever fish you eat in like, so if it's a, you catch a fish in the river in America and you eat it, it's like you're exposed to chemical for like three weeks. So it's well, like, oh yeah. It's like they, they have been accumulated in those, like the, the body of the fish and the meat. So as long you cannot taste it, right? And you don't realize it, but it will be like accumulating in your body as well. And it's only one bite and lasts for three weeks. So wow. yeah, I don't think the Asian cavemen have that, right? They, they don't have all those chemicals. Right. Right. But they also didn't have the medicines. I mean, I when I was looking at some of my grand, like I had a great, great grandmother, she died of pneumonia, you know, something, you know, I think that that was common too. I had another one that yeah. died of diarrhea. I mean, we're talking like simple things that, you know, today, you know, is common for most people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, certainly uh, if you look, look at, look back in history, so many people died of sepsis or like cold or fever, right? They, they yes. don't know like random bacteria can eat, uh, can kill them just by drinking some raw water from the river and they, they die for no reason. So yeah, of course the technology is that double-edged sword. And I think that one concept that makes us different is that like we can look at things at different like scopes, right? Like you mentioned that all the chemicals probably hundred years Ago, they don't know that there are certain chemicals or they don't have the concept. Right now, we can look at things that not only at a like, a like macroscopic level, we can also look at things at a molecular level, right? And that gives us like the power of like really getting into the details of living or about like know more about the mechanism of life. So I think that knowledge is important because that based on that knowledge, we can develop new tools that can help us to solve problems at a different level that our ancestors have never thought of. Or maybe they have. I mean, maybe those like biblical like old men, they have no, oh yeah, man, we, we did gene therapy. That's where we're gonna live like 900 years. Who knows? But at least we now like we're better than like 100 years or 200 years ago. We really have like new frontiers that we can work on. And access to, to all oh, sure, of this yes. So, you know, we had on Dr. Richard Horowitz a while back and he specializes in Lyme disease and he oh. had wrote a book about, it's called Star Seed Revolution. He noticed that Lyme had increased so much, but it was because of the environment, right? These oh, kicks and everything were living longer. So we're, he's like, we're going to have a lot more things that we haven't seen before, you know, because of the climate change. And so I was thinking about this morning, you know, living 300 years. And I'm like, are we still hoping that maybe the earth will live that long? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Actually, that's a like, very interesting topic in the book. So like the book is different from other book about like talking about longevity because it's the first half of the book is really talking about how to live 300 years. There are hypotheses and a, like a comprehensive bl blueprint about like different steps, different factors. And the second half of the book is talking about how to live that long, right? Because living is not like you have a life lifespan or you can live that long naturally, that's it. 
living as well, like you have to live like day by day through your life, right? So of course, we're not like living just by eating and uh, breathing. There are so many things that we need to interact, right? One thing, one big thing is our own earth and all the environment, right? But like there's, we talked in the book, I talked in the book, it's about like, you know, the, the things that are called like, I think it's like Earth Day. It's like how many Earths we need to support our current lifestyle. So right now it's like we need like 1.7 Earths to live, to support the lifestyle of human beings right now. And like scientists expecting that will grow maybe after 300 years, we need like 20 Earths to support us. And we know that something that cannot last, right? Because like if you're consuming so many Earths, all the resources, I mean, the, the Earth will going to burn out. So yeah, who knows? Wow. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Right. I think the other thing that I was curious about was that, you know, a lot of people are working on their karmic debt, you know, and you're adding like a whole bunch of more years to have to work on that karmic debt. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, you come back as a tree or a flower for 300 years. <laughs> for sure, yes. Yeah, that's a very interesting topic. Actually, like, like I mentioned, the second half of the book talk about like how to live 300 years. And also financial uh, situation is a oh, really yeah. big part of it. So it's like, I, I, so like, given, since the scope becomes so long, then like, if small things like inflation, really have a big effect. So if we want to have the buying power of $1 300 years later, can you imagine how much we do we need to save right now to keep that like buying power? Yeah, a lot, thousand, yeah, thousands. Like $7,000. Yeah. So if saving $7,000 right now, we will have the buying power of $1 right now. So wow. Holy crap, that's crazy. So, so it won't be possible to retire right. since in your 60s, right? Because you, you so cannot... only the rich, only the rich. <laughs> For sure, but yeah. you know what? Maybe only the rich would want to, because if you were living up in the struggle bus, you know, you may not want to live that long. Yeah. And then like, based on that, like, how many, think about like how many jobs you need to yeah, like, how long and how many knowledge you will need probably like one student long after another so you can keep up with all the knowledge yeah. Oh. yeah absolutely you know you hear sometimes like oh 40 is the new 30 or you know <laughs> this and that like and when you're talking like 300 like 100 is the new 50 right you remember that movie benjamin button mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do we still physically change? You know what I mean? I know I look young and you do too. I don't know how old you are, but I'm almost 47. I have children 25 years old, you know, to 10. This is because of my genetics. But of course, this is just the one system that looks young. I, you know, I have other systems that you might look at that might look old, right? Sure, yes. um, that are not visible to the eye. Hopefully not. I hope all of them are young. <laughs> But is genetics. So, you know, I look at my mom, she yeah. looks very young. However, there are all these products. I look, I got collagen right here next to me. I got, um, oh, I love this product. Drunk Elephant is like one of my favorite. I got all of these things that are great to help like my skin. This past year, I've been doing a lot of things. Uh, one of the things I've been doing differently is uh, the Roche. I don't know if you're familiar with it. 
So the Raj show was created by Dr. Jerry Rivera DeGenio. It's a like a scalar plasma energy machine device oh, wow. that base 12 frequencies. You, you can get on every first and third Saturday. I've been doing it for over a year now. And I swear to you, I feel like I'm sharper. I sleep better. Of course, sleep is a huge part probably of a lot of people's aging. Wow. So cool. yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of stress. I feel like frequency is a huge deal for our DNA. It could be. Yeah. So like, you know, actually all the molecules, including our DNA have those, they always have like those small vibrations, right? So you don't, you feel the, I don't know which frequency we're talking about, but it could be the frequency that like can call causing the more vibration or less vibration yes. of the DNA. Yeah. And then in fact, like affecting things at a molecular level. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I have a more macroscopic like effect on your body. So it could be, yeah you know, and Dr. Emoto's, you know, experiments with the cells, of course. So I'm like, you were energy, right? And so it's all about the cells and how healthy and abundant can you keep them? Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's uh, like, we're aligned on the like key concept of the book now. (laughs) So like, like you mentioned that, I think that genetic Oh, of course, it's a big part of this. Actually, maybe the most, one of the most important factors. So if you look at those people who live like 120 years, actually those are one, the, the, the few who can reach 120 years and are still happy living, their lifestyle is not that healthy. So like they, they, wow. drink, they drink a lot, they eat like a lot of red meat, like all those stuff. They still can reach like then also they smoke. So they can reach, still can live that long. Think that like you mentioned that genetics could be a big part of it. They do, of of, of course, they have like better, oh, I would say better, but good genes, right? To support their life. And they are not like sick for like cancer or other things. So of course, genetics is a big part. And also mention about frequencies and other things. Yeah, they all have an effect. And also chemicals, they all have an effect on our life. And uh, we want to live young. And there's a reason why that I might, for my book, I think that like before living 300 years, the most important thing is about how to rejuvenate yourself, right? You don't want to live with our aging body or the body is, it's like, even you can like sustain your life to 300 years with your natural body. Of course, there have drawbacks with it, right? However, if you can rejuvenate and keep your body healthy and young and live that long, then it's much more worth it. So that's a very big thing. And uh, that's the reason why I think that like, before thinking about living longer, actually the most important thing is that how to live younger. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I also discovered was (laughs) doing my DNA, I chose not to look at my medical. Now, I'm kind of like up in the air now about that. And this is why. So I thought that if I saw all the bad things that I may subconsciously put that in my head and then I end up dying from something like that. But then I thought, and we've talked to other people who did a lot of stem cell research and this and that. And they said, if you knew the system or if you knew the place where the problem could be, you could focus on just that one. Like if it's not that you have lung disease or all these things, you could maybe smoke your whole life and it wouldn't affect you. But you may have someone that has colon cancer in your family that you might want to more work on and focus on in your life, you know, watching what you eat. 
For sure, yes. Yeah, there is a like, of course, like so there are good and bad things about it, like doing testing. Actually, I'm those kind of guy that who tested and have to read the, all the medical report to know every mutation. Yeah. I have. Yeah, luckily I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty good about it. And then it's like everything is normal and not much like things that need to be worried about. But I, I certainly know that like, I think the reason is that we don't have very good tools at hand. I saying that you know that you have this like, for example, a, a cancer mutation. They have like the, I would say not high 20% rate that turn into cancer cells like I mean, after you are 30 or 40, that's certainly very like stressful, right? I mean, so people don't want to hear about it, don't want to look back. And the, the, the reason why that like people worry about it is that like, even you know about it, what can you do? You can just like maybe examine your body more frequently and that's it, right? There is no way that like, well, I mean, there are ways that in our hand, like I mentioned that we have this like DNA or gene delivery system that can help by like, change your DNA. However, that's not like widely used yet, right? Or it's like not commercially available. So, so like when people got this DNA test and if I read their medical report and say, oh, I know we have this mutation that increased my rate of cancer or other disease or, but that's it, what can you do about it, right? There's, but once you have tools say, oh, I have this mutation that can increase my chance of cancer and I can correct it, then there's no stress at all, isn't it? The mental part too, you know, yeah, that's what I was worried about. I know that it's very prominent Alzheimer's in my family. I would hate to live 300 years and have Alzheimer's like the last 200. That would freaking suck, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but, you know, here's the thing. I kind of have it in my mind that this is going to stop with me. And I have a lot of tools. You said we don't have a lot of tools. One of the, I can remember I had long haul COVID symptoms, like the stomach thing where I would feel nauseous all the time. I went to the doctor. He says, take Prolisec for a month and, and then call me back. And I was like, do you think that I didn't try something before I came to see you? Because, you know, obviously I would. However, and I wasn't going to take that for a month. So I started to do some chanting. And when I would it would trigger my vagus nerve to trigger my stomach to open. I could literally feel it. So they called me a month later. How's everything going? I'm like, oh, everything's great. Oh, okay. So did you just take the pearl? I was like, no. So everything just went away. I was like, no, I, I actually chanted. And so he's like, okay, well, whatever works. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it did work though. We have a lot of healing power. For sure, yeah. Yeah, see about like the how fascinating the human body is, right? There are so many ways, of course, that like medicine is one way to, I would say, correct something. But think about like the power of the, the body itself that it can self-sustain and like just like correct all the things. And the, it's one thing that like, to live longer, especially hitting 300 years, to like fully utilize that, right? I mean, it's like to use the like the power of your your inner body and how to, you know, like to avoid certain dangers to longer. Actually, that's also a big part of the book is about like, you know, you know, how to, of course, a medical and the genetics are big parts, but also like mental health and other, other aspects of life, how to like make yourself healthier and happier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even when, you know, I've done mindful eating, you know, we did that as a family. 
you know, I never finished my food, you know, just little tools like that. Right. And I didn't want to eat tomatoes out of a can after I was mindful eating. Right. I thought about it, you know, I mean, I was very conscious to that conscious and slowing down when I was chewing. Right. So all those little things led to my digestive system working better just because I was bringing awareness to it. Yep. That's just super helpful. And I think that you are a very good practitioner about like healthy lifestyle and how to like treat your body better. Yeah, I'm, I'm very like, I want to be someone like you to treat myself better. Life is about like to learn about yourself, right? And also yes. to work together with your yourself. That's an actual big part of it. And of course, like I think you did a very good job by, you know, evolving your own body to get to know your different parts and get to know how to like live better or work better with them. I think that's a big learning here, right? It's like, especially if you want to live longer and healthier, your body have to be healthy and happy to, together with you, how to treat yourself. That's really important. Yes. And then love yourself because I came from generations of women who didn't, they were just taking care of family and everybody else. They didn't do yeah. things for themselves. Yes. Especially for like uh our female friends that I like, think good care of themselves is really important because like, you know, like they, they have the burden of giving birth to our next generation as a big part of it. And I know like, like, for example, for some traditional Asian cultures, like for China, like all the women will have like, you know, for example, for, in China, like women will have like half a year pregnancy leave. And also they're like all women, this is, hasn't been practiced like for some years. It's like, the months after their give birth, we'll just like stay at home and do nothing. And other people will take care of them because like, you know, it's a giving birth to babies. It's a huge burden to the body, right? This will need a full time to recover from this, like, that's just damaging their body, right? So like all those things, like you mentioned, is to like take good care of the body and like give them time to recover from damages and other visions. So it's so important. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was, I was lucky. I, you know, as a mom, when I was in my twenties, all the way to, I think I was 36, the last kid I had. And so I'm a different mom, of course, you know, I had a lot of energy in my twenties still, but I had two kids to run after. So I thank God I had a lot of energy, (laughs) but mentally I'm so much better now. So it's almost like I'm like conserving energy. Yes. Mentally, which helps me physically. Oh, of course. Yes. And I like how you said getting to know yourself, because I think that's the most important thing. We give away our power to the doctors and to people and say that they know more about our body and what it needs. For sure. Yes. You know, and there's a lot of medications out there that it's hard right now because you hear so much to trust the vaccines and the medications and a lot of times they're you know everything is so great and then they take them away and say they're not great anymore and you know it's I feel like we're we're guinea pigs or something for sure because like ultimately they're like you are the people who leave your body every day right and uh, ultimately you are the one that will will be responsible for what happens to your body and uh, if you look at the drugs certainly there are a lot of good drugs but like if you look at especially for some of the drugs, you look at the clinical trials, they are not that great, right? And the yeah. like, in fact, it's 
I would say minimal, but it's okay. But like whether you really need that or then they are like their clinical trial design, their inclusion criteria is so strict that whether you are one of those patients that like show demonstrate effect, it's hard to tell, right? So, but like for, for doctors, of course we'll take those into consideration, but they don't know everything about everybody, right? So yeah, so sometimes you have to, you know, like to, to make a balance between uh, how much power you give out and how much power you have to keep for yourself. And think about like, you know, what's the best strategy for your body? I research. You know what I mean? I do. I'll do the research. You know, if someone says, you know, you should go on this medication or whatever for this. I I do. I research. We have this available. Now we can research. You know what I mean? Read the reviews. I mean, even if it's just something simple you're buying on, I do, you know, see what other people's experiences have been. But do you believe in the placebo effect? Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, and uh, I think it's been like, like, proving so many ways that, right, that we have a a mental energy that can have like can have can have like positive effects on our body and i think that's a really important part of our life right to to help us like you know to support us through like hard times and also like when the body have a hard time we can get through that so i think the placebo effect is good and of course we should utilize it uh, for the benefit of our body yeah yeah when i have pain the first thing i do is i sit with it I talk to it. Yes. I, I don't just run and take something to make it go away. I want to know where it came from. Sometimes it's really old memories living in my tissues, right? We have so, we're so multidimensional. So what do you feel is the most important thing or is there not, but like on a mental, physical, spiritual level, what is, what is the most important thing that would get us to 300? I think the most important thing is to be positive. Right, so say you have to have a like a positive attitude or positive energy to support yourself in such a long time because like 300 years, if you think about like the, all the things that we will met, all the difficulties or other things in a like say 100 year life, you need to times three, you got like 300 year life, right? So there are, you have to have a strong mind and like a mental energy so you can like support yourself. Yeah, I think that's the most important part because you don't, if you give up or you don't feel that like you want to live that long, then it's unlikely that you will live that long, right? Wow. I mean, it sure would be beneficial to be able to go see what's on the other side of our galaxy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like, you mean the, in the last part of the book, I've talked about like more, have a higher level about, you know, what things can happen, other things about 300 year life, right? What we can achieve or we can see and all the fantasies in a longer life. Yeah. If we're thinking about 300 years ago, there's no America, right? And then the people who have a totally different lifestyle and they don't have all the like, they don't have lights, they don't have planes, they don't have all the fast foods, so. Like the cancers and stuff and like how they started at the same time, like we started putting electricity in our homes. Yeah, it's just like, there's so many things. Like I, I'm like, you can't live in fear either. You know, I guess just being aware. For sure, yes. You know, I mean, what do you think about 5G? Well, I mean, I think it's 
fast. I haven't, I, I'm trying to avoid looking at like all the bad effects about it because I, I certainly don't know about like whether they will affect our body or something. But like certainly makes my like phone connection faster. Does it? It sure doesn't mine. <laughs> oh really? Yes. Well, I, mean, I think more. Yeah, like once I have five G, I think it's well, it's it's in my phone is certainly is faster. But that's the only thing I offer. But I don't know whether it's like you know it's heating up or have anything affecting my like memories stuff like that. I'm not sure about those. Yeah. Okay. So I know that there's a lot of animals. Fish. Is the sea life probably the oldest? Yeah, if you were to speak of life, actually the longest living ones are those trees. Like the those trees. trees, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. Those trees, some of the trees I think is in like Seattle, probably oh, around yeah. Seattle. They can live like thousands of years. It's crazy, right? And uh, if, if we're speaking of animals, it seems like, like sea animals can live longer, like sponge and like some of those like clams. They can live like hundreds of thousand years. But like for even looking to our like close related like mammals, then like uh, some whales can live like two, three hundred years. And that's the reason why the book was like live, how to live 300 years. Because like if our mammal friends who can do it, probably we can do something similar because we have like similar metabolism. We have similar like, you know, genes. And uh, those are something that we can work on, right? So... If they can live like 300 years, probably we can do. And then like on the land, like human beings actually can live pretty long. And also like elephants can live 100 years. So, yeah. The, isn't there some sort of octopus or something like that that actually like rejuvenate Recycle. itself? Yeah. 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 They can like rejuvenate and it'll become, as though they are saying like, I think it's Hydra. But anyway, it's similar. It was like, they were still the same hydra, but like, you know, after certain years, they just like, just gaining back time and become theirs that are young again, and then leave again, and young again, leave again. Isn't that amazing? It's just fascinating. So can we learn from them? You know, can we say, oh, what's, you know, study them and say, what's making them do that? Let's try sure, that. Yes. Yes. That's the reason yeah. why I would say that like right now, like the technology is a double-edged sword, right? We, using that, we can learn about own body, about like, you know, all the medical records like what genes we have we also look into like the genes of those animals and find out why do they live longer and actually that's in the first part of the book we'll talk about like you know like what we find in those like animals or plants and what what what's what's special about them right why, why can they live longer why don't they get cancer why you know why can they rejuvenate so we have some with the modern technology we know like more and more about like the mechanism of life and what sustain them to make them like live that long. So that's a that's why that like we using this knowledge, we can like look back and probably it's a better tool. We can treat our like at a genetic level so that we can gain the same power and ability as well. Yeah. Wow. And I think that you know we should also be more conscious to the ocean. Yeah. Right? We have to take care of this earth. This is your home. Yep. We can't go to another home yet. So yeah. it's, it's just so sad to me sometimes. And when you mentioned about the trees and, oh my God, they're so beautiful. And when I think about the trees that have been cut down and yeah. we have no respect for mother nature. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a big thing, right? For, for, for human life and also for the earth is that like we, 
we this is our like single home, and we have to like work live together with other like life forms, and with the environment. So we were we were talking about the tree. I was thinking about like you know remember that like the, we were talking about like long living plants. So one of the longest living plants I think I cannot remember. It's like probably five hundred year old. Do you know how? Do you know how like how it it died? How? It, yeah, like the, the scientists want to know how old it is, so have to count all the like the, the yeah uh, all uh yeah you know all the circles on the yeah track. yeah so like you have to open it so so we know that oh yes yeah, five year old but then the shell just pass away so oh my god you're kidding it's in the article or news and saying yeah like, find the oldest living shell and it's yeah by knowing that it killed, you killed it <laughs> oh that's so sad. But you know, it is truly amazing the things that are possible nowadays. And you know, there's the theory that we originally were created to live forever and that maybe genetically we were modified in some way to not, to not to. Do you believe in in stuff like that, like that we've been genetically modified? I mean, obviously we are when we are taking certain vaccines and I'm not against vaccines. I just you know, doing some research, see the concerns. For sure. I mean, like, of course, I, I think that one of the most important theory about how human beings become human beings is evolution, right? However, there are certain periods in the evolution that's hard to, you know, like, how do you explain, right? Is there is like certain jumps in evolution and like, you know, like a simple yeah. life form become more complex. So like, one thing about there are one series about like you know like how life form becomes and it's just like it's totally randomness right the genetic mutations because we give them enough time and then they just become you know what it is and based on that theory one thing is that like our eyeballs if you want to have something like that sophisticated it's like that you are throwing a lot of like clothes into your washer and just keep on rotating them and one day become a clock. It's like that. So, you know, it's how do you expand those periods? Of course, the scientists have like different series, but you know, like genetic modification by some thing or someone or by like random yeah. mutation, it could be one explanation, right? And then like that we were, if you were thinking about like, we were designed to live forever. If you were saying that like we were bacteria or those are our ancestors, of course, they are designed to live. I mean, if the environment's alone forever, right? Because like they have this circular DNA, they can replicate indefinitely. But for yeah. human beings, we have this linear DNA that have two ends. So each time our cells duplicate, the our DNA becomes shorter and shorter. And when it's too short, it causes problems. So that's one big theory about why we age and we have more disease when we get older. So you would say that like from bacteria who can live indefinitely to human beings who have this shortening DNA and cannot live indefinitely, you can't explain that with you know some kind of genetic modification. It's just like we don't know who or some or what did it or does it happen like randomly? Like you have a washer and turn your clothes into a clock, right? So yeah, it 
who knows? I mean, it could be one possibility, but I am pretty open to it, right? So it's like, it's just basically it's something you don't know. And there we can have hypotheses, but probably just nobody knows the answer in the end. I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out the cosmology. Okay. <laughs> That's my wonder, like how were we created? How did we get here? You know, and there's so many amazing and crazy rabbit holes you could go down with that. Yes. But you know, a lot of times if you're trying to figure out something in the end, you have to understand the beginning. <laughs> for sure, yes. Yes. Yeah, you you sure. think about like the universe is so big, right? There are yeah. so many possibilities there. And what we know, what we observe, is just like so little. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I think that people are thinking a lot more than what, what percent of their brain nowadays. And actually, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you was about junk DNA and your thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. So like, you know... In the beginning, I was thinking that like probably in the 70s or 80s that when people know more about like genes, and that's they saw like, you know, like because our genes, only a small part of our DNA, it's like 20% of our DNA is our genes. So all the other parts was like, because they don't have, they don't find the labels for genes, they saw them. Well, you know, it could be just like randomness or junk, right? But then they, like when like the like molecular, biology develops you'll find more and more parts of the like the junk dna to be like functional some of them that are maybe helping the genes to regulate them or some parts of them just like you know have the other functions other than genes but like even nowadays we still have like so many parts of the dna we don't really know what the functions are right so we would say that some of them could be like totally junk that like they don't have any functions at all but even now i wouldn't say that they are junk because like, like the mutations happens randomly on your dna right you have those like the junky parts to have the burden of the mutations so they the mutations don't like land on your important genes so from that perspective i would say that nothing is junk right it's like Great. It's still, like help help you, right? It's like it don't have like direct function per se, but can still that uh, be a big part of your life, right? So from to keep you from getting diseases, right? But of course, there are also like some junk DNA. Maybe it's like disease prone. They will say yeah. that, oh, those guys. Maybe we want to get rid of them. Right? Those are the ones we'll call them junk. So yeah. wait, I think that maybe one day we'll know more about that junk DNA. Sure, you yeah. know, you think about some of the organs that people dismissed and said we didn't need so much. And yet, you know, nowadays people are looking at them in a different way and saying, you know, actually that is an important organ that we're just tossing aside. For sure. Yes. Not only DNA, like in the past few years. So, you know, like in our cells, there are like those like junky proteins. So like usually that when DNA uh, translates to a protein that have functions, usually they have like a form or a, a like conformation that's like they have a certain structure. But those like junky proteins, like a, a pool of like random stuff there. So like previously, uh, science sometimes they think, well, you know, they have no functions. They are just like failures or like byproducts. But like in the past few years, people find that, well, even those like junks, may have certain functions. So, you know, it really depends on like the, you know more about things and you think, well, you know, yeah, there are new ideas. And the, even though those like, since you think were like useless before, maybe they have some functions. 
So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's just like a part of me that I've considered that I'm like, you said, you know, it's so important to get to know you. Well, I want to get to know my junk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to just dismiss that. I just think that, you know, everything probably has a purpose. We're so amazing. It's a miracle what we are. And I think that a lot of people talk about um, activating, you know, your DNA and upgrading DNA with frequency or with, you know, certain tools. Human brain, what we think, and a neural system, it's just fascinating, right? There are, you know, like there are, like you mentioned that, like some people are thinking that we're only using like 10% of the brain. Yeah, there are like trillions of neural connections there, right? Of course, nobody knows how much we're using right now because, but like, of course, we can like, like you mentioned, reprogram it or think differently and to like getting to become a better or a better self, right? Yeah, yeah. When I imagine that I do that, I imagine that I'm creating more light in me, more energy. Like I'm creating another energy cell, like something bigger and brighter. And then I really do think like the more you do that, like the more you are extending your energy and maybe your life. For sure. I mean, like if you're thinking about it, like the neurons, they pass the signals through energy, right? They have like this little electricity in the light you saw. That's what I'm, that's exactly what I, I imagine. Same thing when I have pain, I send light to it. I just think that we are far more powerful than we think we are. And I think that once you become aware of yourself, you'll care about eating, you'll care about your health, you'll care about the earth. Yes. I mean, if you, once you feel that you are really like connected to yourself, you're also connected to the outer world, Mm -hmm. right? Of course that once you are connected, you'll pay more attention to them and you'll care more about them. So I think all those things are good. Yeah. When I was imagining like hundred year old men going to war or or women, you know, I wonder what the age cap would be on to join the (laughs) army. (laughs) Yeah, that's, well, I don't know. I mean, if you are rejuvenated, probably you are still young enough to, you know, like to handle those things. But Yeah. 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 Now, do you see that you would have to keep up with like stem cells and, you, like there would have to be like medical world helping you live that long for sure yes yeah i mean in the book i think that like the medical help and also like genetic modification those things are required uh, okay. for a lifelong that's uh, for life lifespan that it's that long because they're like with our like our, our natural body we kind of know that like there is a cap there right. around like 100 to 200 years so 300 years really that like to break that like glass ceiling of life and that we really want to like, you know, live by ourselves and live longer. Yeah. So would we eventually say that we were able to do that and say you did it a few generations, would we evolve to live longer then? For sure, yeah. I think it's really uh, achievable because if you look at like the development of technology in the past, I'd say- Short time. Even like, even like 10 years, right? Yeah. Then it's amazing. So in the book, I've talked about, it's written before COVID. So I'm talking about like all the DNA and RNA vaccine and how can you use it to, you know, like to rapidly like react against like, you know, stress like pandemics. And uh, that's before all those things were known, but like think about like 
I think that billions of people have taken RNA vaccines right now, right? So because so common and like so, yeah, like so usual. And also like for gene therapies, like five, 10 years ago, still that like, you know, so uh, very few people have the chance to try it. But now it's like, I think there are around 300 clinical trials just for gene therapy. Wow. You know, you come into this earth, you know, sometimes with, you know, these things that were your, from your ancestors and this and that, you know, it doesn't have to be yours, right? I mean, you can do stuff. You don't have to accept that fate, even if you have to work hard on that system for your whole life, right? Yes. Yeah, I call that's in the book, I call that like the people who seeking a 300 year lifespan, I call them like rebellions because I like, we have this, the cap of the natural life is kept by our DNA, right? It's like it's a fate has been, you know, like you already, you are assigned and you can only live that long, but we want to break that. So that's a, it's not like that we have to accept that fate. We can live longer if we want. So that's the reason why that it's a big part of the book. It's like, you have to, you have to stand for yourself, right? It's your own life, it's your own body. And you have to take good care of it and try to live longer. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Shi, for coming on. Let's follow up in about 50 years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll make a date. This day in 50 years, let's let's relook at everything. For sure, yes. <laughs> awesome. You know, it's fascinating even to think of such a thing. And so I appreciate you doing all the research and, and all of the time that you've looked at everything. So super cool. So tell everybody where they can get your book. Thanks, Chef. Thank you for having me. So you can find a book in like Amazon, like Bowers and Nobles and all those like popular bookstores. And say the name of the book again. It's, it's like How to Rejuvenate and Live 300 Years and Beyond. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Be positive and live longer. Be positive and live longer. I like that. It's pretty See, there you go. Sometimes we're so complicated, but it's simple. Yep. Be positive and, and, and be aware. <laughs> be aware of you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. I'll see you in 50 years. Yep. See you in 50 years. Okay. Bye now. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.